Hi everyone and welcome to episode 16 of the Fit for Life at 50 podcast. If you're a regular listener, as usual, thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate you taking the time and I hope that you are being able to get something out of the journey that I'm doing to help with your own health and fitness. If you're someone that's just listening in for the first time, then thank you very much. I hope that you get some value from this. I'd recommend you go back to episode one and just have a listen to that one about or give you an overview of what it is that I'm doing, what the Fit for Life Fifty podcast is about and the challenges that I'm taking on across the year. So a very high level overview as usual at the beginning. So for me, the Fit for Life at 50 podcast and the project is a personal challenge to be as fit as I can possibly be when I turn 50 on the 27th of March, 2024. But what does that mean? What does Fit for Life and what does Fit for Life at 50 mean for me? So for me, it means that when I turn 50, that I'm in a really great place to be able to with my running to be competitive at my in my age group, that I'm able to run strong, I can enjoy my running, whether that's going out on a social run or going out on a run on my own or doing my intervals, those sorts of things. And that I have the ability to take on other challenges like hiking challenges, going out for walk, long walks with, with weight, things like that that I, would, I enjoy doing, but I want to be able to know that I've got that level of fitness to get out there and enjoy doing it. I also have the energy for my daily activities, whether that's in my business or personal, whatever the things I like to do, that I want to know I've got the energy to go and do all those things and enjoy them to the most. That I'm managing to ache, manage my aches and pains as we get older, which is, that's far more important. So I'm doing mobility work, I'm doing strength work, which all will help me help with that. And as I said, if there's any challenges that come along, physical, but also mental as well challenges, that I'm in a really great place to be able to deal with those. Because I always think that... Uh, how our, how our mental health is, is massively impacted by how our physical health is. So if we work on ourselves physically, it puts ourselves into a much better place mentally as well. So let's have a look into week 16. So this week's podcast is really a lot about the fan dance, which is an event which I did at the weekend, which I'll talk about very shortly. Um, so my, the overview of this week, it was a really great result of the fan dance, a result if I'm honest, I didn't expect. Um, it confirmed to me that my approach to training over since... March when I started this, this this podcast uh, is is working really well. It's putting me in a place where I want to be, and then just a brief bit on me deciding to stop doing the seventy five hard challenge. If you've listened to my podcast before, you know that I did complete it the first time around. I gave it a go, took loads and loads away from it, which I've kept on doing, um, and I decided to do it again. Um, but we'll talk about that shortly. Why why I decided to do it, and then why I decided to stop. So challenges for this week. It was a really busy week. Fitting everything in was came down to the making sure everything was planned, scheduled in, and the important things were done. So I could go away on Friday to Wales, get down there, be able to go out on the evening, just have a wander around, register, etc. But I'd done everything else that had been done, was all done and sorted to be able to go away. So a very busy week. And then after the fun dance, it was the recovery of how my legs and body were just in bits on Saturday evening and Sunday. And we'll talk about that now. So the fun dance. If you don't know what it is, it's a march, speed march, hike, run that's in the Brecon Beacons and you go up and over Penny Fan. It's obviously called the Fan Dance because it, you're going up, up a, a mountain called Penny Fan. And it comes from the, the army user as part of their selection criteria for their special forces. That's the, I believe it's at the end of their selection week. But there's some companies out there. The one I went with is a company called AEE. Um, they've tried to make it as near to a military experience as you would want it to be or as they want it to be um it's very very 
quite strict on the rules and they're very military about what they do and i actually i like that i like the approach to it it's very i like the get it done just get on with it approach um so in the in the military i believe that they carry around about 45 pounds weight with their rifle etc and yeah it's just it's a tough event so for the civilians at the company i went with there was two options you've got loaded which means that you will carry a weight if you're over 20 over 45 like i am you'd be carrying a weight of 25 pounds plus your water, which is three to four litres in the summer, to around about 35 pounds. Or if you're under 45, you'd be carrying 35 pounds of weight plus your plus your water, so 40 to 45 pounds-ish. Or you've got a clean fatigue option where you just have to carry the kit, the safety kit, the required kit, that if you were to happen, something was to happen to you out on the run, out on the mountain, you'd be able to look after yourself for a little while. So that, Originally, I'd signed up after I'd done the winter fan dance. I decided to sign up to the summer fan dance to try and see what time I could achieve. So in the winter, I did it in three hours 51. And I, I set myself a very cha- a very challenging target of three hours 30, thinking I've got a good few months, six months to train for this, get myself into real good shape, took lessons away from the winter one. And I was, you know, it was challenging. I thought it was quite a confident target to go to, to, to challenge for. But... As you, as you know, if you listen to the podcast, or if not, I've had quite a few challenges personally and with my, and over the past few months. And I just didn't get the time and didn't get the focus to get out with the weighted backpack and do the type of training that I felt was required to, to give a good account of myself and get near to the result I wanted. I do think I could have done it loaded, but I just wouldn't have been happy with my training and I wouldn't have felt that I could give it my all. And for this sort of event, it's important to me to turn up and be able to do that. So I decided two weeks before, to change over to clean fatigue. Um, the backpack I chose was not, not a running vest, which a few people were wearing, but a, a, a proper a 22, pa- 22 litre Osprey backpack, which I really liked, felt it was really comfortable. And the weight was around about 14 pounds, so just over a stone in weight extra being carried. And strangely, because I only got to do, I only made that decision in the last two weeks, so I only actually did three runs with the kit, actually two runs with the kit I was gonna wear on the day. So, yeah, but I do think that it, it was good. So on to the actual, onto the event. So oh, we traveled, traveled down there with three of my clients who were also doing it. They were, all of them had it as a target event for them, all of them for different reasons, which was really good. Um, but we all got there, went down there, stayed in a really lovely place on the Friday night, went out, registered at the event. I think that was a really good thing to do, take away the stress of the morning because you've not got to do a kit check in the morning and then suddenly you haven't got something. You could kit check at night, and if there is something they want you to have, which for some reason you haven't got, you've got time to go and get it. So it's important that we took the stress away from the actual morning, and it meant that we didn't have to get there quite so early for the start time. So that was all good. So we all had our food and everything, hydrated well the day before, chatting around the race. It's really good to have other people there as well, so everyone's chatting about what they're going to do and everything. So in the morning of the race, we turned up, got to the the venue, probably around about, actually I'll talk about quickly first, so for me, fueling for, for events with some stomach issues that I have is always a challenge. But for me, what I found has worked really well is the, the Morten energy to carb, carb loading drinks. So I had one of those and I had a Morten bar beforehand. It worked really well. I, I know for me, it sits well in my stomach. It works well for me. And, and that's important that whoever you are, whatever event you're training for, is that you really test out what, what it is, what can you do what's your fueling going to be that works for you you can go and read loads of what other people are doing and you can look at what other people are doing but 
ultimately your body, your digestive system, it will work in a different way than everybody else's. So you need to practice that. And for me, it works really well. So we turned up at the event, we got there, we um, parked up, walked down towards the start. We went through it, there's a, a gate where you go through, you sign into the mountain. So the, the event organizers know you're there. They know that you're now their responsibility until you get to, you've completed it, you come back out, you sign yourself back out again. So we got that done and I, I then I left my three clients, got them there. That was my job, that was my goal, was to get them through that gate as happy as they could be, confident as they could be that they could take on the event and have a really good time. Did that, so that was time for me to go off and get myself focused, get myself in the zone for what I was gonna do. So I didn't really know what time to go for. I'd looked at some previous results, looked at some times that I know people in the past who I know have done it, what times they went for, and I decided to be optimistically, I thought I'd go for two hours, 30 minutes. I actually thought it's a really challenging time and what am I setting myself up for? But I had a target, so I thought I'd go for it. Um, the weather, it was quite drizzly at the start, which was another strange one because we'd anticipated and sort of looked at events and things like that, thinking it was gonna be a really hot day. So uh, one of our main concerns was, number one, how did we make sure we kept hydrated enough when we're out on the mountain, making sure we weren't gonna get sunburnt and things like that. We weren't gonna get fatigued from the heat, but we didn't need to worry about that. It was actually, the well, I thought the weather was absolutely perfect for, for running in. Um, so yeah, so we were at the start, we started just after eight o'clock, gun went off, starter pistol to, to get us going. Um, I was at the front, so a few, we were a few guys at the front, maybe four or five of us, and you know, you're running uphill straight away, which I didn't really intend on running, but in the, the heat of the moment, I did start to run off with the guys that were there, and but I very quickly decided to go back into a fast hike. Um, which was the best for me because uh, I just couldn't have run up there. And the guys in front, they also went to a fast hike fairly soon. So we went up the first hill, I looked across the top into a run, which was really good. It was nice running across there. You drop down through a little, down to a little river, a little bit of a river crossing, and then you're climbing up, but up to towards the top of Penny Fan. You come up quite a steep hill. And as, as we start going up there, you can see that the cloud is quite low and it's, you can see the rain is there still. We come up, up to the top, and you come up and you turn right. In my mind, I had right, I know that when we turn right, we've done a fair climb, and then we go across the side of the mountain before we turn left, and then we do the final climb up to the peak of Penny, up to, towards the peak of Penny Fan. However, getting there, as we turned, turned right, the guy in front of me, I could see that he started to run and then dropped back to a fast hike, which I thought was a bit odd. And then thought, and when I got there, and I did the same, I soon realized why, because as soon as you turned, the wind was really pushing into the side of you. So then you trying to use your energy to run forwards whilst also trying to stop yourself from getting, run, getting blown sideways was just too much. It would just use too much energy. So it was back into a, a fast hike and a bit, a little bit of running, but mostly a fast hike across that section. Then we get to the turn where you can go up left. So we start climbing again. It's not a, a very steep climb. So went up there, ran up, the first, ran up towards the top you then got a nice flat bit, which takes you around to the final climb up to the top of Penny Fan. So ran all of that. Coming up to the top of Penny Fan, it was the rain tamed into a little bit of hail, which was a little bit painful on the face, but all invigorating. And, and, and the visibility, the visibility as soon as we turned right to go across the mountain was probably about 20 feet, which again, it's not something that we expected in the summertime, maybe what you expect in the winter event. But I thought it really added to, to the event made that a bit more challenging, a little bit special. Um, so coming up to the top of Penny Fan, went through, I 
think I was about 31 minutes from the bottom up to the top, which I thought was pretty good, pretty decent time to get up there, up to the top, look down to down Jacob's Ladder down the bottom and you could see maybe 10 feet below with a few a few of the steps and it's a steep climb if you've been there before you know how steep that climb down is which was the wind was whipping around the corner as well so it was quite challenging as well coming down there so yeah went down there got down down made my way down it's very very um rocky um some of it's quite loose and I was probably a little bit too cautious going down there could have made up some time going down there but it was I was okay with that Young lad came whizzing past me, ridiculous speed going down the hill. Um, but he, I soon caught him up again on the flat. And as we went round, we got to the windy gap where we turn right, you join the Roman road, and then you head out towards the, towards the turnaround point where it, the Roman road is, as you can imagine, Roman road, it's, it's very rocky, as uneven surface, but it's a gradual decline right to the turnaround. So I was fairly confident there, got there, Got into a very good pace, nice pace, running, felt confident, felt good. But the fact that I also wasn't pushing myself too hard because in the back of my head, I know that as you get to the turnaround, you come back, you've got to climb all the way back up to the top of Jacob's Ladder. So ran down some really good running on the last sort of mile and a half, some, some very good running down there. So got down there, ran through all of that bit, which was, which was nice. Got to the turnaround in two hours, 13 if I'm going to be hitting the time that I want, I'm going to be needing to get to a turnaround in about two hours, 10. So I was a little bit outside of that because I was aware that as you go back up, you start the climb from the turnaround point at seven miles. So I was a little bit outside of that, but I wasn't too worried about that. I was really enjoying it. I was running well, so I was enjoying the day. On the way back, I decided that I was going to run the first flat part because it was definitely runnable. But then I would break, break it up into a run for maybe a couple of minutes and then go for a minute or so of fast hiking. The reason I chose to do that is because I've been up, I've been up Jacob's Ladder probably three times before, twice in an event, and I just know it kills your legs completely, absolutely ruins you. So I wanted to, I wanted to be able to get to the, the bottom of the main part up Jacob's Ladder in a really good position to know that I could just keep going up there and I wasn't gonna have to stop and I wasn't going to lose time, which is a major place where I lost time in the winter event where I just really struggled going up there. So I think that, that my, my, my approach worked really well. So got to, as we're coming back up, got back to Windy Gap, took a gel there. I also took a gel there on the way out as well, just to get some fuel in the body. Turned left, started going across the more uneven ground, back towards the bottom of Penny Fan to go up Jacob's Ladder. And I felt really good. Did feel in a really good shape. Went up there using the techniques that I've used before, very small steps, side to side weaving as well, weaving as well. So you're not constantly just putting that pressure through your legs of going straight up. And also one which I learned at the, the Nomad Mountaineering event I went to earlier in the in the year, a couple of a month or so ago, was about how to really pressing down through your leg, pushing right down as hard as you can, using almost like thinking that you're pushing yourself up on your bones. Obviously you're not, but you're engaging all of the muscles in the legs hamstrings, glutes, calves, all of them are being engaged to push you upwards and onwards. And that worked really well as well. I think that was, was good. I only had one, one bit of cramp in my right inside, sort of just on the left inside of my knee. And one of the quads cramped up going up there and got some, some cramp in my forearms, which is really bizarre. But anyway, so back up to the top, got to the top of uh, Penny Fan, 
got up there. It was around about two hours, two minutes, three minutes, something like that, which I was really happy with. But and I was, then my mind's thinking, right, if I'm going to hit my the target, the real challenging target, I set myself a two and a half hours. Have I got it in me to get from here down to the bottom? So I thought, you know what? How do you know? You just give it a go. Absolutely decided to go from there, really push myself all the way back down, all the way to the bottom as much as I possibly could. Running downhill with a 14 pound backpack on your back is quite interesting because you've got the, obviously the momentum of you going downhill and then you've also got that weight that's pushing you from behind. So yeah, really went, went down the, the first down part, really, really good, enjoyed the running. Across, turn right, we went across the, the side of the mountain again. So much easier going across there when you can actually see and you've got a little wind blowing you sideways. And then all the way back down to the river crossing at the bottom absolutely just pushing the pace as much as I possibly could without being silly and going out of control. You then go up uh, the final climb up to the top of a, of a hill there, you go through a gate and then it's some flat and then fly down to the bottom. I was going along, I could see, I think it was like 29 minutes and I could see the, the, the finish at the bottom and I was, if I really push it, can I do that? Um, so just went for it and crossed the finish line in two hours, 30 minutes, 31 seconds. So just outside the time I wanted, but absolutely over the moon with it, really, really happy. So crossed through the finish line, signed myself off the mountain and then got asked to go and do a kit check, which I did, just showing a few bits and pieces that you've got that you, should, that you had to have, make sure you actually took it all with you, how much water you had took, how much you had left, did all that. And then they went, well, you're a clean fatigue masters winner and second place overall which is really surprising i never expected that result so so happy and chuffed with that um i knew i thought i was in the top four uh i think i went to the top of penny fan in about the fifth fourth place um and then coming back i saw the guy who was in, just in front of me he was the first person i saw because it's an out and back i saw him coming back towards me and it was just, okay cool he's kept, kept, he's caught the other people up and then i saw another person behind him and then, then I got to the turnaround. So I knew I was maybe in fourth or third place at that point, but I wasn't too sure. So obviously just cracked on, did my thing, caught up one of the guys, overtook him. Um, so maybe that put me in third or second. I wasn't 100% sure, but just kept on going, pushing on. And then, yeah, so an absolutely amazing result. Really, really pleased. Um, and it really did show that the training that I've been doing put me in a great position to be able to go from doing some training of hiking I've been doing lots of running, I've been doing lots of some speed work again, but I've not been doing heel work at all running wise because I just didn't need to at this stage. So it was really good to see that my fitness level, my running, my hiking, all of that has come together to allow me to be fit for life, fit to do a challenge like this and actually get a really good time and get a decent result. So I'm really, really happy with where that's at. So I will just be now looking at what my targets are for the rest of the year. I've got the Great South 10 miles and I've got the, the um, Brighton 10K as well coming up in October and November. So that would be a lot more speed stuff, but I'm definitely going to keep in some trail running. I'm going to keep some hiking in there because that just helps to build that strong runner there, which is really so absolutely brilliant. Absolutely love the event. Lots and lots to learn from it um, and lots of stuff to take forward. My clients, as just a, a, a note, um, Alison, one of my clients, she came second lady, absolutely amazing. She's training up for doing Man V Mounting in September. So a real good confidence booster for her. Matt, another one of my clients, he finished, I think he was 16th overall, three hours 11. Um, 
again, he also swapped from being from loaded to clean fatigue. He had a really great, really good run. Looked strong when I saw him out on the course, and absolutely well done to Matt and Joe, one of my other clients. She was doing it as a, a challenge, um, very, very much out of her comfort zone, and had a little bit of an injury a couple of weeks ago, but did phenomenal. I'm really, really pleased with how she did. So proud of her when she crossed over the finish line. As, but as always with all the clients that were there. We all of us had a really, really good day and a really good result for different reasons, but we all got what we wanted out of it. So on to the, the next bit, 75 hard. So 75 hard, I'm just going to briefly touch on it now. So I decided to stop doing it. Um, I liked the discipline of it. I think I've got that discipline nailed down now. I decided that I wanted to have a bit more freedom around my food. Sometimes I didn't want to eat as much as what I'd set myself the targets were. And I wanted to just have a bit more variety there. Um, I still will be really probably be doing all the things with 75 hard. It's just not going to have that pressure there that if one day I decide not to do two times 45 minutes exercise or I decide that I don't want to stick to the calorie target, that it's fine. It's not going to stop me doing anything. So just decide to stop doing it. It is a really good challenge. If anyone's thinking of doing it and wants to chat, just drop me a message. I can chat you through how I did it. Um, give you some options there um, but yeah so yeah that, that was that it's done anyway so a summary of the week a real great reminder that what I'm doing is working and I am fit for the life I want to live I'm really excited about what that's going to be in March next year what can I achieve over the rest of this year and beyond um, it showed me that I need structure and what I'm doing and I have that and I will use that for me now going forwards um, but yeah and then really this week now it's just a rest week recovery week my legs are absolutely in bits and then on to the training plan for the, the races that i mentioned the great south 10 and the brighton 10k in november so yeah so that was it all in all a good week a really good result at an event a challenging event an event i really enjoyed um as usual if you want to follow me you can follow me on youtube i'm sorry for no you know video version of the podcast this week or spotify or apple Podcasts, and you can find me on the normal social medias on facebook linkedin Instagram and threads now as well. Um, so have a great week. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you have anything you want to chat about, anything you want to just for any feedback whatsoever on what you'd like to hear or see on the podcast, as usual, please drop me a message on any of my social medias and I will look to include those in the future.